0: Hello listeners, Um, thank you for um, having to see how the Lord has been working in my life um, from the beginning all the way up until now. Uh, So before I start the testimony, let me uh, just share, you know, some basic info about me. So first, my name is Leonardo. Um, A lot of the ministry I did in the past, I went by the name Agape, I put that name to rest. And started to uh, truly embrace the name that the Lord has given me. Um, I am into sports like basketball and volleyball. I'm more into volleyball now, but basketball was like something I was heavily invested into, and I was fairly decent. Like I, I could make, I can get buckets. I wasn't the best, but I definitely wasn't the worst. <laughs> but yeah, now that I'm a little bit older and getting into volleyball more. I kind of wish I would have went the volleyball route instead of the basketball route, but that's neither here or there. So I mean, I dwell on that too long. I have nine siblings. I have seven brothers and two sisters. And ironically, my wife has, uh, what is it? She has six sisters and two brothers so it's like the opposite <laughs> so I have but I have you know seven brothers um but it's quite quite interesting how that came about um what else let see I'm a very multi talented um man but it's it's because the Lord has uh, blessed me with the ability to pick up things a little bit quicker than normal um in my mind I think the Lord uses me as a a multi-tool to fill in where ministries need filled in so there's a lot of things i'm able to do i'm not a master at any of these but i'm i'm decent at all of them um so i would say uh it was the saying like a jack of all trades but a master of none but it's better than a master of none so like some of the things i do is like i can i can rap i cannot sing i wish i could but i play the drums I write poetry, I could dance, I mime. Uh, And when I say I I play the drums, I could play djembe and the full set. Uh, What else? I can like, you know, beatbox or something simple. (laughs) I'm good in like almost any kind of sport. Um, There was this one time where we were on a trail, and I say we. I'm talking like my pastor and the men's group we was on this trail, and we ran into some people who were playing cricket, which I never played cricket before in my life. But they asked us if we wanted to try, and we tried. And apparently, I did so well. And this was, and apparently, they were a pro team, and they tried to get me to join their team <laughs> on the first day of me playing. But to me, I think like all sports, once you get the hang of how sports are, and if you're athletic and you pick up things quickly. Um, I think it's easy to transition from one sport to another. Um, I'm a youth minister at the congregation of Yeshua, and um, I've been a youth minister since I want to say 2015 or 16. One of those two my years, the years get jumbled, but I've been a youth minister for about seven, seven years now, give or take. And that has been a roller coaster for me the Lord is constantly working on me and showing me how to truly love his people the way that he loves the church It's quite interesting but that's a little bit about me I'm not a guy that likes to talk much so ironically me having a podcast it's like me stepping out of my comfort zone but I do believe the Lord has shown his his favor towards me and I just want to put it in the right place that brings glory to him you know I don't I, I do not like praise. I do not like, um, you know, when people hype me up and things like that. Definitely from like doing ministry. Um, so I, you'll always hear me say, All glory to God. Like, All glory, glory to Yahweh. And uh, speaking of Yahweh, um, if you haven't noticed in the first five episodes, uh, I used the names Yahweh and Yeshua, where Yahweh is when Moses spoke to. Was speaking to the uh, burning bush and when God when, when Moses asked you know um whom should I say sent me um God said say that I am I am that I am has sent you and pretty much I am is what Yahweh, Yahweh means I am like self existent one so um, I believe that that is God's name Yahweh now yes there's other variations like Yahuwah and um, other things like that that people use, but um, I use Yahweh. And ironically, you use it, too, whenever you say hallelujah, because you're saying all praise be unto Yahweh. So you're still you say the same name as me. You just don't say this. You know, you just don't say Yahweh. You say the shortened form of Yah. Um, And then as far as Yeshua, um, Yeshua is Jesus. but since when Jesus walked the earth they weren't speaking English and you know the j letter wasn't even around back then um so they you know they pretty much called him Yeshua that was his his name Yeshua um, as he walked around um, you can also see this in the passion of Christ in the subtitles whenever they're talking to him um you'll see in the in the captions down in the bottom it will say Yeshua whenever they're saying Jesus so it's to show you this historically accurate that back then they would call him Yeshua other than that um I don't know what other basic information y'all would want to know about me pretty sure you're here just for my testimony and my journey so me going into so much about my basic info is uh kind of counterproductive here but you know we're, what we're going to do is we're going to take a small break and then when we come back we're going to tap into my testimony and my journey Welcome back. So let's get into my testimony. First and foremost, I did not grow up in church. I didn't learn any of like the, you know, the church morals or anything uh, growing up. In fact, um, I have experience in foster care. Um, I know what it's like to not have much, but I also know what it's like to to have plenty. As a kid, it was very challenging um, growing up um, from being bullied, picked on in school. You know, there was times where my clothes had holes in it. Um, sometimes, you know, having to sift through the dirty, dirty clothes and figure out which ones you're going to clean in the sink, you know, for the next day and things like that. For the most part, you know, I know a lot of people can relate as far as like the struggles of like growing up. You know from like the type of foods we eat as far as like you know struggle food that's what they call it you know like hot dogs and ramen noodles and like you know pb and j um even and when times get like really really tough you know i'm pretty sure some of you can relate that you know we had to survive off of like you know ketchup sandwiches or syrup sandwiches or things like that just to get us by I wouldn't change anything if I could go back because, you know, it's like I learned so much back then. And the Lord uses the the experiences that I've had when I was younger for his glory. Um, I can relate to so many people who have had the same experience, know what it's like to, you know, sleep on the floor or, you know, to wash their clothes in the sink and uh, you know, like borrow your brother's clothes and things like that. So people know what it's like. Um, I didn't know God. I, I didn't know him at all. Um, what I thought of him wasn't what I know of him now. I didn't see any urgency to my soul. If anything, I was too busy, focused on women. And I didn't have too many roles that, you know, that I had to be in at a certain time and things like that. I mean, I did when I was younger younger, but... Like from the age of like ten and, and older I didn't. So, you know, I could be out as long as I wanted. Um it was a church that came to pick me and my brothers up, like three three of my brothers. Um, so it was me and another three. And, and they were like, Oh, you're coming to the church for an event and we're like, Okay. But we didn't know what the event was, we didn't know what what we were going, but they told us to bring bring a swimsuit, like trunks and stuff like that. So in my mind I'm like what where are we going? Where are we are going swimming. We're excited. We're grabbing our, you know, shorts and everything, and ready to go. And we get there, and they're like baptizing people, and we didn't know what it was. They're like, "Oh, you got to get in the tub and get dunked into the water." They did not explain at all what baptism was, what it was for. Um, it was, in my mind, it felt like it was just like adding numbers to the baptism number. So when I got baptized, I did not know at all what it was about, what it was for, um, what it meant at all. So I don't think I truly was baptized because I didn't make that decision. Um, the first lady at my church jokes around and say that if, if, <laughs> if you don't really understand what the baptism is for and you're not, and you haven't made that decision for yourself to truly follow the Lord. Then when you go and get baptized, then um, you are going down and going down a center and coming back up a wet center. <laughs> um, and I know that's what, that, what she means by that, um, which is quite interesting. Churches to me when I was young was just like a place to hang out, had gyms in there, games, people were there, girls were there, you know, I was chasing after girls. So it was just a place to go for fun in my mind as a kid. We moved around a lot uh, growing up. I think I've been to over 10 different schools and I lived in almost every, when I say almost, I mean almost like not all of them obviously, but I lived in a, a good majority of the hoods in in my area of where I live. And uh, it's quite interesting because I got to see a lot of uh, of this city That's a testimony in itself to have attended 10 over 10 different schools and still graduate from college, um, which the Lord is the only reason why I made it through college. He truly made a way and provided for me to go to college. I'll make an episode that literally dives into like the moments where the Lord really showed up in my life. And I'll, I'll share one in this episode. I think it is a testament of the Lord, Lord's existence and his love for us. In high school, uh there was this time where I was so engulfed into sexual activity, like it, it was, it was dark. I'm telling you, I was like watching anything I, I can let my eyes see. And uh, it, it was just bad. It was bad. And it was this one day where I was uh, in my room and I looked down at my phone and everything around me went dark. Like everything. I was wide awake. I wasn't asleep. I looked at my phone and it was like this darkness just overcame me and I was frozen, y'all. And I kid y'all not, like, I am not making this up. I know, I know sometimes y'all hear things and it sounds like it's like a story or a made up thing, but this, this really happened to me. I was in my room, I was laying down. I bent over my bed to grab my phone because it was on the charger. And I looked at my phone and this darkness literally like came over my entire room. And the closet door, opened up and clothes fell out of the closet and I was frozen guys like you know like sleep uh, paralysis I think that's what it's called where you cannot move but you feel like something's there that's what it felt like it it really felt like there was an entity in my room and I tried to say Jesus y'all back then I didn't say Yeshua I was trying to yell Jesus and I couldn't I couldn't say anything I couldn't move I couldn't even turn my head. I couldn't look anywhere. I was stuck for what it seemed like forever, but it was only but a few moments. And when everything, when the, the clothes moved and everything, I didn't know what did that. After I snapped out of it or whatever, whatever was that experience, the TV was on, the light was still on. Um, time did not go past whatever time it was before. It felt so weird y'all it was definitely an encounter that uh, it, it, i can't explain like it, it literally was one of the, the encounters like spiritual encounters and it was a bad one that i saw but what also creeped me out is i had all these um images of, of jesus the fake the fake images of jesus hanging up on my on my wall and they all have his head turn a certain way and that's how they naturally work. It's not like they turned after the situation happened but I just followed the the the, uh, direction that the heads were facing in which they normally did facing that but it's just like in that moment when that situation happened I looked at it and I had three of them up and one was looking at the other one the other one was looking at the third one and the third one was looking at the closet and that was I was my first encounter with like evil spirits in my mind. Uh, I ended up having another encounter with I believe that one was like a sleep paralysis. But even though that's the scientific term for what we're uh, experiencing there, um, in my mind, I think it's encounters with uh, with demons or evil spirits because, you know, I do believe in the spiritual world. Um, I believe there's a kingdom of darkness as, as well as a kingdom of light. Um, And no matter what the scientific term you put on something, I think that it it is a spiritual encounter. Interesting enough, um, I still didn't believe in still didn't really have a relationship with God, nor did I really uh, give my life over to him. And in eighth grade, I also was shot um, two days or two weeks after my eighth grade graduation. Um, I got shot in my uh, like right below my ankle. Um, that story is very interesting and I can tell that another day. But um, let's just say it's only by the grace of God that I am alive today because they definitely tried to take me out, but only got hit once. So all glory to y'all for that because I, I went and had made it to, you know, this age and I wouldn't even I wouldn't be in the right place because I did not have a relationship with God in high school. I was messing around with, you know, girls, and there was just one who transferred over to our school, and this one was my wife, Um, but she was different than the others. She didn't come to any of, like, the proms, the parties. Um, She didn't celebrate, you know, a lot of the holidays. Uh, She just carried herself different, you know, and it was... It was it was interesting to see someone so different than what it what i'm used to seeing and it really intrigued me like i was like called unashamed and unafraid or unafraid and unashamed i think that's just the other way because in that message i talk about uh one of my encounters with with my wife Um, So if you want to know the story of like how I had that first encounter with her, I want you to listen to that message of being unafraid and unashamed. Um, You can find that on the Congregation of Yeshua's um, YouTube and just type in Congregation of Yeshua on YouTube and you'll you'll find a page that has a dove on it uh, with the with the olive branch and you can just look for the one that says unafraid and unashamed. But. Um, i made my move and i tried to talk to her and everything and she wouldn't even give me the time of day y'all i kid you not like she did not care for me (laughs) at all and i tried so hard i tried to get her number i tried to walk her from class to class all types of stuff and she hit me with the oh i got a boyfriend line and i'm like yeah sure but i never saw him but apparently she did have one but whatever that's neither here or there sooner or later um i decided to back off but I still found her as a very, very interesting. And I guess at one point in time, uh, she broke up with her, her uh, last, you know, her boyfriend, or whatever. And she reached out to me and I saw that as like, oh, OK, well, let me try to pursue this. Now, even though I wasn't uh, in the church or anything like that and I didn't have a father figure in my life, I still had respect to a certain degree. It wasn't the best respect, but I still had respect. So one of the things that I I knew to do is that if I wanted to date someone like seriously, I wanted to meet their parents and nobody told me to do that. Nobody taught me. I think I just saw it on like on TV. I was watching like family shows and all the nice guys seemed to meet their, their parents. So I wanted to meet her parents. And her dad was a pastor and he's the pastor of our church. And he's also a police officer. So she was <laughs> trying to convince me not to meet him because she knew that he would say no. And honestly, I'm surprised he didn't say no. But uh, now I see it, it was like, you know, Yahweh working at him. Um, so I went to go meet him um, at, at their house. I came over to their house and As I told y'all, she has six sisters, two brothers, and you know, her mom and her dad. They all, I kid you not, I felt like I was in the lions then. I sat in the middle of the living room, and all you see is all her whole entire immediate family just circling, like sitting down around in a circle around me. And the pastor was just throwing all the straightforward questions at me. And I didn't lie to him, I told him exactly you know I told him the truth Uh, there was no point to lie so when he asked me like crazy questions not crazy but straightforward questions so he asked me if I was like sexually active and I told him I was but you know I was uh, trying to get out of it and he understood Um, but I I admit it I told him everything you know it took like two I think it took like two or three weeks for me to get an answer if, if he gave me his approval to date her because around that time I was in and out of churches but I still didn't make that commitment. Now, when did I make that commitment? When I started dating her, she invited me to church and things like that. So I came to the church and as I was listening to the messages and to the word go forth, it was like tugging on my heart. And it it made me want to be a better person. It made me want to change and things like that. So um, I wanted to know more about this, this, this God, this Yahweh they were talking about. I wanted to know more. So in the summer, I would like the summer when school was out, I would walk like two miles to her house when she's not even home to meet with her dad, just to ask him any questions I had about any and everything. I threw every question I had at him and he had studies for every last one of them as, 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 as if he was prepared for this day. I kid you not. And he was just you know, explaining to me everything. I like I'm asking so many questions and he's just telling me it all and I'm just soaking it all in. And to be honest, I probably missed out on a lot of information because I didn't have the Holy Spirit technically. And um, it was hard for me to really grasp some of the um, concepts and things that he was he was saying. So I was getting sleepy in some of those things, but I kid you not, the day I did get saved and I gave my life over to, to Yeshua, um, it's almost like I didn't miss any piece of information. He said everything connected, and I think that's why I was able to grow uh, a lot quicker in my faith than than uh, than what was expected. After meeting with him like every week in the summer, just going up there just to you know do studies and everything, I I can tell that the Lord's uh, favor was over me because uh, I found found favor in his sight and he took me in as one of his own. And uh, not only him, but uh, the first lady as well. And I kid you not, they treated me just like I was their son. It was the most love I have felt in quite so some time. Like they truly cared about everything about me. They always asked me questions. They fed me every time I came over. I was part of the family, y'all. At, even to this day, I feel like I've been living with them my entire life, even though I haven't lived with them, you know. But as I continue to, like, grow in the Lord and knowledge and stuff like that, I decided that once I got to a point that I really wanted to give my life over to the Lord because it was like, you know, I know I never, my baptism, I didn't really count it when I was a kid because it was like being dumped in, in you know, water and not knowing what it was for. So when I finally figured finally knew what it was about I wanted to make that decision on my own and I decided to do so I ended up telling the pastor that I wanted to get baptized and he set it up for me and um, there's another story along that lines that uh, I'll probably have to tell y'all some other time Um, I'll have to get approval from my wife to make sure I can say it but um, I just know that uh, the Lord uh, the Lord's forgiveness was shown through my pastor as well And it was uh, another testimony of the Lord showing his 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 grace and his mercy towards me. But, um, yeah, I got baptized that day and I kid y'all not like I was on fire for but some time, but I didn't truly surrender. If That makes sense. It was like, all right, I understand and I want to make this decision. And I did, but I did not surrender my all over to him and it wasn't until I got into college where I met like some people who were on fire for the Lord and they motivated me to grow, to keep going. Um, They spoke life over me and things like that. And it truly encouraged and motivated me to truly give my life over to the Lord. And there was one thing the youth group said around that time. So it was the youth group said to, the ministers that if I was to fall away, that they would give up on this journey with the Lord because it would be devastating to them. And that's what showed me that they're really watching me. And, you know, what I do really has an impact on our next generation. And it caused me to walk up right even more as well. So I had a lot of motivation to like live right and to do right. And then that's when I was like, all right, you know, what, I'm done with this, this world. I'm done with this world, the things that keep causing me to stay stuck in um sin. So I decided to like fully surrender to the Lord. And I was dedicated and devoted and I still am to this day. Um, you know, just like everyone else, we have our highs and our lows, but rather high or low can nothing remove my faith in the Lord. See I wanna go further in this conversation but um, just know that I will make some time to do maybe a part two to my journey and I want to tell you how I got to where I am now but I don't want to make these episodes way too long where you know it makes you not want to listen so so that would be it for this um, part one of my journey and my testimony Um, I'll see y'all in part two Um, let me know what y'all think. Did y'all know some of these things about me? Did y'all not? Um, you can communicate with me on Facebook. Just search up Out of Love Podcast. And you can also search me up on TikTok, Out of Love Podcast. Um, until then, um, be blessed and may the Lord continue to shine his face towards you. Amen.